Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and I am back today by popular demand. Y'all have been writing and saying, we want more reverse interviews. <laughs> I really have gotten several of these notes, and it's very exciting because today I'm introducing you to Maggie. It's one of my favorite names. I didn't tell you this beforehand, uh, but Maggie is joining us. Wow. She's <laughs> it really is. She is an occupational therapist for an inpatient rehab clinic located out of Philadelphia. And I am so excited to welcome you to the show today, Maggie. Thank you for making the time to come on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. And for listeners, just know we have just a little bit of a delay. Bear with us. It'll all be good. All right. Well, I will pass the baton off to you if you want to tell folks a little bit more about yourself and then we can start our chat. Sounds good. So. Uh, like Cassie said, I am living in Philadelphia, PA, right in the city, which is really neat. Um, I'm 31 years old, and I'm currently going through my first pregnancy, which is very exciting and also very scary at the same time. Um, I'm very active on a normal day before being pregnant, and I've been a longtime follower of Cassie and all the good stuff you're putting out there, so thanks for that. Um, and I originally reached out to you. I guess during my first trimester, just because I was kind of hitting a wall when it came to exercise and kind of knowing how to na navigate this new process. And you just kind of seemed like you had a really good balance of kind of a, found a really healthy rhythm of staying active and, and having a healthy pregnancy. So I've got lots of questions about that today. Perfect. Well, that's, it's a great conversation. It's something I get asked about a lot. So I'm really thrilled to talk with you about it. How far along are you right now? So it, I just started 21 weeks. Oh my goodness. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we have a video chat going. You're, you're radiant. You're absolutely <laughs> lovely. It's very exciting. Thanks. Um, it's a little warm in here. I think that's more of the issue. <laughs> isn't that so funny? People talk about the pregnancy glow and I was just like, this is, I'm just sweating. <laughs> that's, yeah, so that's exactly it. That is 100% it. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, you really do look lovely and very beautiful. Um, do you want to, what are some of your questions to, to kind of get us started then? What's the first thing you're wondering? So I think, I, I think I've been having a hard time get finding the right information, especially just for me, um, as far as there's just so much conflicting information out there. And when you go searching and hunting to find reliable and valid information is pretty hard. Um, and there's just such a wide variety of, of opinions and, and advice. So just trying to find the right balance between exercise during pregnancy. So I'm repeatedly told, oh, you need to take it easy. You need to tone it down a little bit, go at a conversational pace, whatever that means. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, making sure you're exercising and making sure you're being as healthy and doing all the things you used to do is fine, especially if your body's used to it. Um, but being that I'm very active on a normal day, um, that's just kind of a hard thing for me to wrap my brain around and especially in it with a healthy mindset. Um, so for example, I'm used to exercising, you know, five, six days a week, doing a lot of different, you know, long distance running or hit exercises, training, swimming, yoga, spinning classes. And I live in the city, so I walk everywhere as my main mode of transportation. And I'm, I work in healthcare, so I'm on my feet all day long. So a normal day is a lot of activities. So just kind of wondering, okay, well, how should that look now that I'm pregnant? And 
finding the right balance. So any words of wisdom would be awesome around that, knowing that, of course, everyone's different. Right. Um, well, I appreciate all the information because yes, everybody is definitely different, but explaining where you're at as far as physical fitness and exercise, what you're, what you tend to gravitate towards helps a lot. I would say one thing. Okay. And so the broad end of the spectrum is let's say folks become pregnant and it is, it's so confusing because you do read exact conflicting headlines. If you Google it, exercise during pregnancy, right? Um, You know, we're more limber. We have that relaxant hormone flowing around in our bodies and it makes our joints more prone to overextending. We don't want to, um, you know, it's pregnancy is not a time to focus on your six pack, right? It's not a time to do a bunch of of sit-ups because we don't really want to put extra strain on that Um, that piece of connective tissue that holds our abs together and our midline, those kinds of things constantly come up. But at the same time, we also read, you really do. It's really important to stay active and to have a really active lifestyle and to get in moderate amount of exercise. So what is the answer? I would say knowing what you've just said five to six times, five to six days a week is what you were used to before pregnancy and what you enjoy and you're relatively active. Sounds like you're a very fit person already. When I think about that, I would think the approach during pregnancy is, and I don't know if this resonates with you or, or not. I'm not an athlete, but I do enjoy pursuing a fit lifestyle, right? So I'm not somebody necessarily that my coaches have to tell me to slow down. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think that there, I think those are two distinct groups of people in, in any athletic endeavor, right? There are the people who need to be told you should really slow down a little bit and relax. And then there are the people who a coach looks at you and says more times than not, you could do more. (laughs) And I fall into that camp. (laughs) And so when I, when I think about pregnancy, because I was also very active and pursue the fit lifestyle, I thought of it as this is not, this is the time to put forth, I would say about 80% effort in my workouts and decidedly not go for any personal records, right? I'm not going for any kind of a PR. I'm not, this is not the time to perfect bridge pose or any yoga pose, you know, for that matter. This is not the time to try to to shave off my minutes per mile during a distance run, right? This is the time to think I'm a very slow distance runner. And I think that my best time was 10 minutes, 30 seconds when I did a, um, a marathon. This is, this would not be the time to say, I'm going to, I'm going to hit that number again, or I would probably right. approach it more of like a 12, 13 minute mile and I'm going to high five myself. So I would say about 80% effort, right? So maybe this is the time to phase away from those hit exercises because those are really meant to move the needle, right? To, to progress your aerobic threshold and to really progress, um, your fitness overall, right? All of those different capacities, I would slowly start to phase out those kind of exercises and look more to maintain fitness, right? So, so this is the season to maintain where we're at, not necessarily to improve. Is that helpful? Yeah. I like that idea of maintaining. Um, cause that sounds a way healthier approach than like working out for the sake of. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
Right. It's like, it's, and I, I admittedly towards the end of my pregnancy, because I was working like a mad woman and, um, didn't make it to the gym as much. And then with the newborn, I did not make it to the gym as much. And I wish I had maintained more because gosh, it's hard to start over. (laughs) Um, and it's going to be difficult coming back when you are jumping back in full swing of things, but it, you're, what you're doing is you're essentially lessening, um, that, what strength and endurance you might have, you're lessening what you might lose over the period. So yeah, I would definitely think of it as a maintenance period. Whatever physical fitness you come into pregnancy at, this is the time to maintain where you're at, not necessarily to push it or to improve upon it. Okay. That that makes sense. I can work with that. Sweet. And then Brianna Battles is one of my favorite references. Yeah. You're shaking your head. So she is, she has some great information out there. And if y'all are listening and you have not heard of her and you're curious about pregnancy and postpartum workouts and an approach, I would definitely look her work up. Brianna Battles is the name. Yeah. I've heard a couple of really good um, interviews with her before. So that's definitely a, a good resource I should check out more. Yeah, definitely. Today's show is made possible because of our friends at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everybody where you can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 20 to 50% below traditional retail prices. So let me tell you what I'm getting from Thrive Market. There are three things that come to mind immediately. Number one, Primal Kitchen Foods Mayo. It is the mayo that I will always have on hand. It is my absolute favorite. It's the mayo that made me like mayo because I didn't like it before. Normally, this avocado oil-based mayo is $11.99 retail, and you can find it on Thrive for $7.49. Incredible. This is also the mayo that I use to make a much healthier alternative for ranch dressing. Add some lemon juice and some dill. Mmm, it's so good. Number two thing that I'm getting from them, bamboo diapers. These are the disposable diapers that we use on Grayson. When we use disposable, we are using cloth on her, but when we travel, when we go out, I would like to have some disposable on hand. Normally $13.50 retail, and you can find them on Thrive for $11.49. Incredible. Number three product that I get on Thrive. I get asked about this product all the time. Where do I find coconut aminos? Well, I'll do you one better. I'm not just gonna tell you that you can find coconut aminos on Thrive Market, but you can actually find them for almost half off. Normally they're priced at $9.73, depending on where you're shopping, and you can find them on Thrive for $4.99. It's unbelievable. These are the coconut aminos that we use as a soy replacement, and if you are looking for a recipe, Google Fed and Fit Mongolian Beef, and you will find the most killer Mongolian beef sauce made from coconut aminos. You need one jar of it. It's so delicious, you're not going to regret it. You can try these products for yourself today and get an extra 25% off your purchase and a free 30-day trial from Thrive Market. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com forward slash C-A-S-S-Y. Yeah, definitely. What else you got? Um, well, I mean, on a similar note, I feel like, whereas this is starting to improve in the second trimester, I feel like on most days, I'm just having a hard time finding the energy to, you know, really tackle what I used to be able to do. So I'm wondering, like, if my physical day to day is very active, and I'm constantly moving, and for example, just walking everywhere so far today on my day off. um, Is that 
enough physical activity if I really don't have the energy to be putting into it? Or is it still worth it to kind of push a little bit harder and get that, you know, just maintain that exercise in? Or is that just to kind of say, you know what, that's enough? But is that big of a shift between baseline activity level versus now? Is that unhealthy? Um, And I guess this kind of goes along with it. Um, Emotionally, how did you wrap your brain around that mindset, you know, finding that shift? That is such a good question. And I don't have, I don't have the right answer for the last question because I'm still there's no magic about. answer. <laughs> so I, I wish there were, I really wish there were, um, you know, as far as just being okay with the changes that, that are present and that you're going to be going through, I think it comes down to having a conversation. I'm going to answer. I'm going to talk about the second part first. Sure. Um, I think it's going to come down to having a really honest conversation with yourself, exactly what we're doing right now. And you may walk away from a conversation like this thinking, I got it. I got a plan. And most folks feel a lot of unrest and knowing that things are different and knowing that we don't have all the answers and there's no person that's going to stand next to you and say, yep, you're doing exactly what you need to do right now. It's hard to find that person that's going to wake up with you every morning and pat you on the back. And that's what you really want. There were times I told my husband, I was like, I don't know what I need, but I think I just need you to tell me I'm doing a good job and just put it on repeat. (laughs) I'm very, my my love language is words of affirmation. I was like, that's all I need right now. Um, I don't have, I don't have the right answer for that. Maybe it's, maybe it's writing down a plan. Maybe it's articulating it and knowing going in with a plan of action, right? We're going to just maintain our physical fitness and we're going to listen to our body. Now listening to our body, this is where some folks, the hair on the back of their neck stands up and they get a little upset because when we talk about listening to our body, there are varying degrees to which people know how to listen. Does that make sense? How tuned in they are? Right. So again, let's go back to that conversation of very, very generally speaking, there's, let's say there's two general groups of people who go to the gym. There are the people who need to be told to slow down when they're sick. And they're the people who need to be told they need to be working harder because there's no reason why they can't do a little bit more. (laughs) And again, I fall in that latter category, but I think that when it comes to listening to your body, you need to know where you're coming from. If you're in one of those two camps, are you somebody who pushes yourself a little harder than maybe the average person? Then if, if waking up and feeling tired and going for a walk and wondering if that's enough, chances are that's enough. Mm-hmm. Chances are you're giving your body exactly what you need. You're, the changes that are going on in the, the hormonal change, I know you know this because you're a very well-read, very educated person, but the hormonal and just endocrine changes going on in your body right now are exhausting on a molecular level. And there are some major things, major tides are turning and it is completely normal and completely natural to feel tired. And that energy level will spike and drop and spike and drop as time goes on. And you're going to figure out what works for you, right? You're going to figure out you know what, if I eat just a little bit more of this kind of fruit, I tend to have a little bit more energy. Or if I do a little of this, or if I do a little of that, or if I just sleep a little bit longer, whatever it is, you're going to figure out a routine that kind of helps you stabilize your energy. And then towards the end of pregnancy, your energy will stabilize anyways. Um, And you'll get a burst coming up relatively soon, I think. You haven't already done it. Can't wait for that day. (laughs) 
it is like the clouds lift, <laughs> sunshine comes through, <laughs> the soundtrack for the Lion King starts playing. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to clean my whole house. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, that, that day will come. And I think just be patient, ride the ride that you're on. Cause in a lot of ways, pregnancy is you're strapped into a ride that you did not design and it's going to have ups and downs and some speedy parts and some scary parts. And we are really just along for the ride and we can be really good stewards of, of that experience, right? We can fasten our seatbelts. We can take our vitamins. We can eat all the good foods. We can try to stay active and stay mindful and stay rested and try not to stress too much. But at the end of the day, we're just along for the ride. And so I would say just kind of give yourself a break. If you believe that you are tired, if you truly know that, trust that. And trust that your body's tired. If, if, if a walk around the block makes you feel like, yep, that was, that was energy for the day. That was my exercise. Then, then be good with that. Um, now, if you are somebody who looks, and I'm saying this like I'm speaking into a mirror, if you're the kind of person who looks for reasons not to go to the gym, uh, and I, I identify with that, if that's the case, and you know you're ending the day with a little more energy, and you've got some angst, and you're thinking, gosh, I just should have done something, but I didn't want to, because maybe I really need to be taking it more easy. Yeah, that's it. I definitely need ice cream, and <laughs> I don't need to go do this other, I don't need to go for a walk around the block. Instead, I need to sit here and eat this ice cream. If I, I tend to lean on that side. If that were the case, I would encourage you maybe just to, to, to do some moderate activity, like a walk. But I don't think that anything more extraneous is something we should feel bad or question whether we should be doing that. Is that helpful? Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes at the end of the day, it's just a matter of, okay, I'm just going to get stop at the gym on my way home from work and I'm going to be there for 30 minutes, just move my body and whatever I get is what I get. And hopefully that's good enough. <laughs> that's perfect. We'll see what happens. Today's show is brought to you by Larissa's Kitchen. Larissa's Kitchen protein snacks are made with only the highest quality meats, including 100% grass-fed beef. There are no preservatives, no added growth hormones, no MSG, and no nitrates. Larissa's Kitchen meat snacks come in a variety of flavors. My personal favorites are the Korean barbecue beef and the ginger teriyaki chicken. They're so tasty. I always keep a few in my purse and gym bag for a healthy protein-filled snack when I'm on the go and I don't want to sacrifice quality ingredients. Larissa's Kitchen products are available nationwide at leading retailers such as Target, Walgreens, Kroger, Publix, convenience stores, as well as on Amazon.com. Use the code 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. This is such a good deal. Again, that's 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. Um, let's see. Um, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but what did you find were, um, the best resources out there for healthy prenatal exercise? So I'm trying a lot of different things right now, just because I feel like a lot of, um, exercise has been feeling a little defeating just cause I can't do it up to the speed that I'm used to. So I'm trying to kind of dabble in a lot of different things, but, um, I know you mentioned Brianna battles, um, and, but what are some good exercises to incorporate that don't, that you know are for sure safe? Um, I'm thinking more specifically like weight training or, you know, obviously we talked about walking, but is there anything that you found that like, yep, these are definitely safe moves 
um, or moves that felt like good on your body and didn't necessarily need to, you know, make you feel like you have to pee every second. Um, so I guess just kind of, what did you know that kind of, um, made you feel like, yep, this is safe. Um, this felt good. And I feel like that's healthy for baby too. It's a really good question. And it's definitely going to be individualistic for, you know, who's, whoever's listening. So I would say the first activity that comes to mind, and this is not answering exactly what you asked, but the first activity that comes to mind is swimming mm-hmm. is a, is a safe one, right. For folks to do because and it probably feels great, especially as you are further along in pregnancy. Now I was, I was full term essentially in the dead of winter and I had no interest in hopping in a pool. So, but if I were, if I were pregnant during the summer, that's definitely something I would have gravitated towards. And that's, that's an activity. I would say what also came to mind was it can be very defeating to go to the gym and do a workout that you have always done quote, always done. Right. And you have your baselines and you know what you can do, how you can perform in that workout. And then to feel all of a sudden like you can't get there is, um, it's mentally just such a trip because then you feel this, Oh my gosh, I'm going backwards. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Something's wrong. Is is like a little bell that starts ringing ringing in our head, and so I would say let's find activities or workouts that we can do that we did not do before we were pregnant, or at least a routine that we did not do before we were pregnant. So for me, that would be swimming. I never swam. I don't ever really swim, and so jumping into the pool and doing regular laps is something that I don't necessarily have a, a benchmark for beforehand. And so that would be a really good one. It's definitely easy on the body. Other activities that I did is I would go to the gym and I would not, I wouldn't follow the workout. I I CrossFit. So that's um, definitely my preferred form of work from form of exercise because I have a coach that tells me to go faster when I need to be going faster. (laughs) But uh, I would just not do the workout that they had. I definitely avoided anything where I saw that my belly would comb. You know, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that, I had my first experience with that the other day and I was like, this isn't, this shouldn't be happening. I don't know what it is, but I, I don't think I need to do this. <laughs> Good for you. And that's your, that's your gut mama instinct. So follow and trust that. What I would do if you, if you're thinking I lack that kind of self-awareness, then what you can do is you can watch your belly while you're doing an exercise. And if you notice when you're looking down at your belly along your midline where your belly button is, if in that sort of flexed position of a workout. I'm thinking a a sit-up is a perfect example. Um, But times when you're flexing your abdomen and you're probably not realizing would be during a pull-up, especially if you're doing kipping pull-ups, during a burpee of all things, like a plank, is Mm -hmm. I would look down while I was holding a plank and if I saw that my belly was forming more, instead of being nice and round, like an O shape, it was more of a V shape you know, with the V pointing to my belly button, that's when I knew I was coning and I was putting strain on my abdomen that I didn't mean to put on it. I also saw coning when I did uh, pull-ups, when I was doing kipping pull-ups. So I avoided all of those and instead would swap in other things um, or I would just really focus on not flexing my core. Okay, so I could, I would do the burpee, but I would watch my stomach at every, at every plank of the burpee that I would look down. I, I wouldn't do the push-up part of it. I would do a, just a kind of 
standing. I'm, I'm doing a visual and I realized I turned off my video <laughs> so we could have better audio quality. Um, but I would, I would go to the top of it and I would just look down and make sure that I was very, being very purposeful in how I was engaging my core. So I would do those activities. Other quote safe swaps that I found that worked for me were things like I could do American kettlebell swings pretty easily without having to strain anything. And, and granted, I wasn't 40 weeks pregnant when I was doing these, mm -hmm. but that was an activity that worked for me. My coach watched me as well, and I asked them to keep an eye on form. And American swing is when, you know, a, um, or excuse me, a Russian kettlebell swing. Russian is when, oh my, I'm not getting this wrong. Maggie, do you know? Can you correct me? I don't uh, know the difference, but I know kettlebell swings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm confusing myself. Anyways, it was the kettlebell swing where I'd swing it up and the kettlebell is right in front of your eyes instead mm -hmm. of over your head. And so I would do those swings in front of my eyes and that, that proved well for me. I uh, box step ups. Proved really well for me. I could do that and feel really good. Um, wall balls, things where you're holding a wall and doing a bunch of squats. Squats did really well for me. So those kinds of activities worked well. I would say find a coach that you trust. If you can't think of one, maybe hop in the pool. Maybe look into Brianna Battles. Birth Fit is another really great resource out there. I never dug into Birth Fit myself because I just went back and forth between what Brianna coached and then my own coaches to watch my form. But there's a lot of great resources out there right now. Another surprising activity that I found I needed to start avoiding was rowing. Because if you are rowing, or at least me with my form, when you, when I would go all the way back and I would extend at the top of the row, right? Pulling the right. rowing uh, towards my chest, when I leaned all the way back, I real I didn't really think about the fact that I was engaging my entire core at that time. And I looked down and I would see coning then as well. And so mm -hmm. it just changed. I was able to keep rowing, but I had to be much more mindful again about how I was engaging my core. Is that helpful? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially after I kind of I thought it was what I was thinking the other night at the gym and I was in plank pose, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck is this? So now I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's good. My uh, husband actually was trying to encourage me to go swimming with him today. So maybe I need to take him up on those offers. Yeah. <laughs> get in that bathing suit and do it. <laughs> you got it, girl. There's nothing cuter than a pregnant <laughs> woman in a bathing suit. There really maybe a baby in a bathing suit. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll like take one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I mean, those are my questions. It's just um, it's like you've had a really healthy balance of it, you know, both while you're pregnant and now postpartum. So it's nice to be able to ask advice from someone with a similar activity level and, you know, be able to pick their brain because everyone's so different in this journey. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for making the time to come on the show today. I really appreciate it. And these are such great questions. And I think that the conversation is going to help many. So I really appreciate you making the time, Maggie. My pleasure. Thanks, Cassie. Of course. Well, I wish you all the best. Don't be a stranger. Thanks. Keep me posted. Cool. I wish you a, what was it? I loved it. Someone wished me a very boring pregnancy. And I thought that was, <laughs> that is the most wonderful thing ever. <laughs> isn't, it? isn't it? So I, Maggie, I wish you a very boring pregnancy. <laughs> may it, may it be. Thank you. <laughs> very routine and lovely. 
and not a headliner. Um, and I, I, I trust you're going to be wonderful. Keep me posted on everything. You Again, you look lovely. Enjoy the pool. Enjoy those exercises. And remember that at the end of the day, trust your gut. You know, you know what's best, um, not necessarily Google and the endless amount of information that's out there. Yes. It really is endless. <laughs> it, is, it is endless. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's call. As always, you can find a transcript over at bedandfit.com. And just like always, we'll be back again next week. <laughs>